Welcome to the Labyrinth. I'm your host, Pratham Pada. My guest today is Miles Lucas from San Diego, California. He's a certified Wim Hof breathing method instructor and a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt instructor. In addition to that, he's also an ice bath coach. If you find this podcast useful, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell icon and leave a comment below. And also don't forget to join the community. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Labyrinth. Miles, how are you doing? Uh, fantastic. It's morning here. So uh, getting the day started. Yeah, you're just starting with the day and I'm ending mine over here. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> So, Miles, how did you get started with your martial arts journey? I'm assuming that you had started with Jiu-Jitsu very early on and found Wim Hof breathing and ice baths more recently. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I started in 1998. I was in my 20s, um, but it was around the time the UFC became popular and uh, we just used to... uh, have a couple of drinks and go outside in the backyard and, and see what we were all made of. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I just thought, yeah, you know, I think I lost probably a few and uh, I thought, well, I better learn some, uh, some strategy here. And I was very fortunate because I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu 25 years now. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's been, uh, it's quite, that's quite a bit longer than most people. And uh, it's just martial arts in general, as you probably know, just gives you so many lessons uh, for life and uh, that will transcend all these other areas of your life about resilience and a, a lack of ego and all this great stuff. And so now we have a worldwide Brazilian jiu-jitsu community that uh, anywhere I go, essentially in the world, I can sort of look up who's uh, who's doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu around the town and uh, and meet new friends. And uh, and, and people are always uh, very gracious and, and, you know, offer their gym and, and let me in and uh you know that it's been incredible okay so uh yeah uh, has uh practicing jiu-jitsu changed you as a person mentally oh man i mean the uh so jiu-jitsu is one of those few martial arts that you can spar or you can kind of test out your ability at nearly 100 percent because mm-hmm. uh because the majority of it isn't striking while there is some striking in there the assumption is that your opponent is uh, so much bigger than you that strikes wouldn't really even be that effective. So you're using leverage and these things. And so we can just go after each other, even in a room full of strangers, people I've never met, I can do an, an hour or even more of jujitsu and, and get to wrestle 10, 12, even more people. And it is nearly the full human experience as far as emotions and, and movement in that hour so uh yeah change me as a person i I think the biggest one is that what i mentioned earlier that that lack of ego just knowing that uh, there's always bigger tougher people out there and uh and you know just constantly reminding yourself to be humbled and to uh treat people as they are and, and really you know look at people from a lens of of uh, perspective of, of, of like exactly how you are. This is how I, this is how uh, I'm going to expect you to be. And, uh, and I don't have any preconceived notions about your job 
or your uh, affluency or anything. It's just like you get to see sort of the real human spirit <laughs> right yeah. there uh, across from you. And you see how hard they can work and you see how bad they sweat and how, you know, whatever difficult or easy it is for them. So, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is just a, a, a wonderful test uh, of what our capability is uh, mentally and physically. And then that's where the Wim Hof Method came in. This is a, a, an improvement on what we can do mentally and physically. So to have the best test, which is to me, again, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then to have this tool, which is one of the best ways to improve yourself mentally and physically, mm -hmm. and you can see how uh, it works. You can see the benefits that it has. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Uh, you had earlier mentioned uh, that you, you started uh, Jiu-Jitsu when you were in your 20s. Is it possible mm -hmm. for a man to learn martial arts much later on, maybe in his 30s or 40s? My goodness. Well, one of my, uh, one of my good friends, uh, he uh, started in, at 55 and still oh. got his black belt. So it takes about 10 years to get your black belt. He got his black belt at 65. And wow. so, man, I mean, the point of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to be able to take, uh, uh, you know, be able to go up against somebody much bigger than you, much stronger than you, and be able to manage that encounter safely. So, uh, I mean, it is really for all people of all ages. And, uh, and one of the awesome things you learn how to do in it too is that you learn how to fall. Mm -hmm. So as you get older, falling could be like, I mean, it could literally be life and death for some people as you get older and older and older. So um, a kind of a fun thing that we're going to do, because I'm essentially an expert in falling. <laughs> falling. We, we, we train it all the time. Um, uh, I'm teaching a senior's tumbling class. So this will be like senior level retirement age. We're going to get on the mats and roll. And I'm going to teach these seniors how to fall uh, appropriately and not break a hip and not break their wrists. And, uh, and I think that's that's one of the cool things that I, you know, I kind of took from jujitsu that I plan on sharing with others for uh, every age. I mean, we are going to have to well, hopefully we have 90 year olds in this and, and I'm able to share some falling tips. <laughs> Fascinating. That seems very practical. <laughs> and how did you. And, and how did you discover Wim Hof Breathwork? Oh, so uh, on Joe Rogan's first podcast with Wim Hof, you just hear him, uh, you know, he was a fascinating fella and he starts breathing right on the show. And, uh, and I, I did some breath work right along with him. And I didn't know this at the time, but I have one of the worst lung capacities humans can have. I just have like a very uh, shallow lung capacity. And, uh, this stuff was incredibly effective for me very in the very beginning and probably more effective for me than most people because of that reason, because of the shallow lung capacity. And so, man, I saw the benefits right away. It changed everything. I mean, if, to, to this in its simplest form, when you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you're lethargic, when you don't have energy, energy is in the air. Here it is. It's in the air. It's everywhere. <laughs> all you have to do is know how to process it. And, uh, and all of a sudden it's in you. And so it's so dead simple that that's a, that concept. And, uh, whenever you get tired for any reason, man, if you know how to massage the pump and, and, and get, make the gas flow and put, put your foot on the accelerator, which is your lungs, then you, you can have energy, which is just incredible to me. Mm, 
I think a lot of people discovered Wim Hof through Joe Rogan's podcast two years ago. I didn't know who Wim Hof was, and I was uh, listening to James Nestor on uh, on Joe Rogan, and I had this right. and I had this weird issue. I don't know what's the cause of that. Maybe it's stress. I would go to sleep and I would wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and hyperventilate, as in like <gasps> you know, in in the middle of wow. the sleep. and i and i yeah. don't know what why that happened and i thought okay let me yeah. try this uh, wim hof breath work and i did that for uh-huh. a couple of days and it went away i i wow. don't know how that happened but it went away yeah amazing well it sounds like you were probably um that sounds like sleep apnea that's what yeah. happens with sleep apnea right is you you stop breathing for periods um and yeah and then some some uh wim hof sneak because it's it's like a dumbbell curl for your breathing system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going to the gym yeah. and uh, and it strengthens your breathing process nice and fast. But uh, the neat thing is after you get you really dive into this stuff like you you listen to Nestor, slow breathing or fast breathing, both intentional breathing strengthens your diaphragm in a significant way. Mm-hmm. So there's there's kind of a camp. There's like the the oxygen advantage camp like slow breathing, shallow or not shallow breathing but uh you know, there there there's like the the slow low nose breathing camp and the fast mouth breathing camp and the funny thing is they kind of battle with each other because they both work and it confuses mm-hmm. people they think like well why do why do each one both uh improve allergies well the the reason is is because uh it strengthens your breathing process both mm-hmm. sides you know um so i think that's important to note and and i mean i teach a uh a breath fitness class where we just go over all of it from the top to the bottom front and back we go over every possible which way to breathe and what it does for you and uh you know it, it, the minimum effective dose of this stuff you'd be surprised is so small you just do a tiny bit and all of a sudden your mechanics your breathing mechanics work right and you're breathing deeper uh, uh more comfortable breaths throughout the day and which gives you a you know even a dose of uh serotonin and, and dopamine when you have a full breath in and your chest is 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 big and and you know your shoulders are back it's amazing amazing uh is there a possibility for people around the world to join your program through uh, virtual means so i do that sometimes i have to be honest though it's not super fulfilling for me <laughs> like i don't get the uh, uh i have a, a lot of opportunity where i am in san diego so i do a lot of live classes and that really i can do the best with them but i tell you what i have done as i've done a breathwork for jujitsu class uh online and i've met some of the my favorite people in the whole world and so while i don't have any regular breathing classes online right now just for that i think that there's a lot of um available stuff out there and i think people should probably find live stuff to you know live uh people to do this with so it kind of they get their all the nuances down and they get kind of a group of people um i am going to re open the breathwork for jiu-jitsu class just because it was just so fun and it's so unique it's such a niche right because you have to be only mm-hmm. a small percentage of jiu-jitsu people are in the breathwork and only a small percentage of the world are even into breathwork you know so um so that will start that will pop up and we may even just change it to breathwork for performance so it's like a little bit more universal with sports but uh yeah if uh, well, as soon as that starts get rolling uh that'll be on my website and uh people can join me from from all over i i posted for australian times indian times i posted uh, all over the place so okay uh by any chance have you met wimhoff 
Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh. Uh, to become an instructor, I had to climb uh, the mountain with him and the rest of the other future instructors. So yeah, we charged up Mount Hood in Oregon. We went from a thousand feet to nine thousand feet in about three hours. Charged right up it in our shorts, just danced at the top. You know what? What else do you do when you're 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 just being crazy? And uh, and yeah, it was it was pretty transformative experience. So uh, he is everything you think he is. All the uh, everything you see him on and everything. That's that's just totally how he acts all the time. He's just like a big kid. And, uh, and he's always happy to, to uh, interact and, and, and to get crazy with everybody. I had a fun little experience, too. Uh, after we climbed the mountain, so there were 60 people total in this training, which is a lot of people. And then uh, we're driving home, and uh, we saw this uh, waterfall off the side of the highway. It was like sort of probably doesn't exist all the time, doesn't have a name or anything. It was just, you know, heavy condensation that week or something. There's this waterfall, two stories, like 30 feet at least. Shoot, probably 50 feet. Um, and so uh, uh, we pull over off the side of the road because we're going to go get in this ice melt waterfall. This is crazy. And then all of a sudden, uh, Wim drives by with his gang. And then he sees us and he yells at us. And then he pulls over. And so now it's like a dozen of us playing in this ice melt waterfall. I mean, it was just, I would have never done this in a past life or in a, you know, previous to this. And the neat thing about it was, is I realized in that moment that uh, the world had gotten bigger for me because this to me in the past, this would have been like a little, oh, that was kind of cool. And then this all of a sudden turns into one of like my favorite memories of my whole life. We're playing in the waterfall with women and Wim's acting like a god, you know, with it just in there forever, and it, it's hitting him in the head, and, and, and uh, it was just uh, amazing pictures and videos of it. It was so fun. So <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. How, how does one become a certified uh, Wim Hof breathing instructor? So the website they they keep improving every year. Uh, the teaching curriculum. But uh, yeah, you can pop on there, look for the instructors. You take a course, you take at least one of the uh, workshops that you that just under somebody wants. That's one of the requirements. So if you do want to become an instructor, you know, just hop on the website, find somebody's workshop, and then uh, at least take one workshop, and then uh, and you can get into the instructor program. Okay. So and then okay. uh, and then it requires uh, they have now a longer like online curriculum. You'll do some of that. But then at some point you gotta go to Poland and you gotta climb a mountain with women in the gang, you know. Mm, okay. Uh, you're uh, an athlete. You're into jiu-jitsu. You're into sports. Uh, what kind of benefit does Wim Hof breathing have to uh, have for athletes and for athletic performance? So uh, it helps in several ways. And uh, probably so many ways I couldn't go over all of them uh, here today, but uh, the big ones are mindset. So any competitive sport, you probably get nervous for some butterflies. And we're talking about particularly like solo sports, not so much team sports as much, right? Because you kind of have the team to, to rely on a little bit. But man, if you're doing solo sports, then it's all you, you know, and uh, that's the butterflies that you get when you're nervous about something. Or maybe you could relate to this too when you're nervous about uh, an interview, perhaps, or when you're nervous about giving a speech or a presentation. Uh, there's so many times where uh, you almost create your own 
because you're worried about a situation or excited about a situation, you, you create your own anxiety. You can't help it, right? So that just happens. But then you can use the Wim Hof method. You can use the breath work to change that brain state. It's absolutely incredible. At first, it was just my own intuition that it worked because it felt like it worked. Uh, just like you can not get sick, essentially not feel the symptoms of, of being sick. Well, you can not feel the symptoms of anxiety. You can just completely get rid of them. If you're anxious about something, you do the breath work. And what happens is the frontal cortex, the activity diminishes, more activity in the brain stem. You just follow these simple steps. It has nothing to do with mental fortitude or anything like that. You just follow them as steps and it's mechanical. And now you are disassociated from whatever that anxiety was, it's gone. And then, uh, and then that's a starting point. So then you can, uh, you know, you can be ready for your athletic endeavor. You could do another style of breath work. You could do more breath work to sharpen your focus, sharpen your memory if you need to. Um, but uh, that's the first way. So killing anxiety, com uh, competition anxiety is was the way that I discovered was why I discovered this stuff was so powerful. And, uh, and I was screaming it from the mountaintops until I, I became an instructor. It was just so uh, wild. And in my competition, Competition anxiety was from jujitsu, but uh, after that, then what you realize is, uh, well, now your breathing process is stronger. So now, in the midst of competition, when you're getting tired, well, man, you're you're uh, taking in a little bit more air. You're able to breathe a little bit better. Your whole breathing process is getting stronger, mm -hmm. and then you get to the point where it's so good that uh, you can actually uh, uh, off gas too much CO two. So then you start to learn nose breathing, you start to learn restrictive breathing, you start to learn that uh, oxygen, that uh, oxygen needs a level of CO2 in order to make it bioavailable for your tissues. And, uh, and then that's pretty powerful. And then if you get to uh, the sprinting moments in your activity, your exercise as an athlete, uh, a, a, not necessarily a Wim Hof style breath, more of a a uh, Hickson Gracie style of breath, which mm -hmm. is, is a forceful exhale, but uh, just over breathing, because this is what Wim would tell us too when he's climbing up the mountains. He overbreathes when he climbs up the mountains because the, the altitude's changing and he's creating this inner thoracic pressure and he's creating a denser air pressure inside and he's making sure he has lots of energy for if he has to take a sip of water or if he has to, uh, sometimes he does his stuff without water or if he slips a little bit and you get off of your, your breathing, right? He's always keeping this energy reserve. So a lot of people don't know that, uh, it, that you can create an energy reserve where you literally, you know, you can hold your breath for a few moments if you have to, if you needed to move somebody, if you needed to push uh, or, or any of these things. So uh, for athletics, man, what the Wim Hof does is uh, besides for get out of anxiety, it massages, it, it exercises the pump, the energy pump, right? And so now, you can have more energy for your uh, athletic endeavor. And Hicks and Gracie would even say a 40% improvement in athletics if you add some sort of conscious breathing to it, because it is just, I mean, it's literally the gas. So yeah, hope that makes sense. Yeah, it, it yeah. does. And it's not just about the physical benefits. I guess it also has a lot of mental benefits, like you explained. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wim Hof breathing is getting very popular and I've been practicing it for a couple of years now, but through your nice. channel, 
I have also discovered something called the Rickson Gracie breathwork, like you just mentioned. Uh, what is mm. this? Uh, how do you practice the Rickson Gracie uh, breathing method? Sure. Well, so for those that don't know, Hicks and Gracie is kind of the most prominent martial arts uh, uh, instructor living today. Really, I mean, he is sort of the the pinnacle of the Gracie family. They all agree, and uh, and, and the the coach of Hoist Gracie when he won the first UFC, and and he just uh, he just has a wonderful mindset. He has a book out also called Breathe, <laughs> which is you know it guided so much of his life. Um, but so to practice the one simple principle, he has uh, many areas which you can practice. But the, the simplest and my favorite is forceful exhales. So in a Wim Hof breath, you take full breaths in, you let go. When you let go, you have no air pressure in or out. If you're sitting up like this, you probably have about 40% of the air left or 30 around that. But uh, that low 30, that low 30 or 40 that's left is very powerful because that happens to be in the lowest part of your diaphragm. Mm. likely right and so when you forcefully exhale particularly through your teeth through a little bit of tension in your jaw a little bit of tension in your neck you could even close your teeth down so you when you forcefully exhale you can feel your diaphragm the, you can feel your lower abdomen flex mm. and so that's very powerful so what you're doing is clearing out the old layer in the lowest part of your diaphragm which happens to be where the most alveoli, where the best gas exchange is, and uh, and you're creating a vacuum. So you're creating a vacuum to get more air in. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, I would say, unintuitive. I had no idea about it. Even my Wim Hof instructor friends that I share that with them, it's it, the, the light bulb kind of goes up because it's really interesting. So you are forcefully exhaling, a vacuum is created, and now air rushes back in. So I just got a bunch of air to rush back in, but I didn't use any muscle or any strength to do it. So that is one of the principles of Hickson's breath work. Uh, it's for sure lower diaphragm breathing. He calls it uh, diaphragmatic breathing, where you just breathe with the lowest part of your belly. And your belly doesn't only just expand, but it also like uh, extends, expands down. I mean, it is like you just want to get in the lowest, uh, get your diaphragm working the best possible, and then using forceful exhales through your mouth and a little bit of jaw tension when you're moving stuff and you've seen uh, tennis players do it and, and kung fu do it like everybody has these these sounds and stuff that they make but what they're doing is closing the airway down and doing a forceful exhale so uh, a test you guys could do at home uh, something fun you could try is try to do a one minute sit up or a one minute crunch it's no easy feat right it's it's, it's quite difficult but you, if you use a forceful exhale, which is a, sh a short breath, because it would be shh, 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 we're only pushing air out. You're allowing air to rush back in with the vacuum. See how much longer and how tight you can keep your stomach and how hard your core is when you use those continuous forceful exhales. And then the Gracie family in general, they'll even throw in a pattern. So you just pick your favorite song. Shh, just to give one of the neat things that does is attach your monkey mind onto a pattern and that way you know if you're breathing or not you can essentially monitor your breathing because uh, once you're in the midst of, of something very significant you're going to stop breathing because you, you move somebody or, or you know you, you 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 kick the ball or whatever it is whatever kind of athletic endeavor you're in you're going to stop breathing for a moment and then uh mm -hmm. and then you'll realize the pattern goes away 
So then you can, uh, oh, I, I need to get the pattern back. And then you lock onto the pattern again. And it's, so it's a neat little trigger to keep you breathing for athletics. And again, all that stuff comes from, Hicks and Gracie also said, uh, if you slow motion a animal running and you look at them, you look at their face, you look at their mouth, uh, they are forcefully exhaling. That's what they're doing mm -hmm. the whole time, which I think is pretty neat. And I've tried it on sprints and uh, it's masterful. You can throw in a forceful exhale with every uh, movement of your legs and it'll get you up a hill if you need a sprint up a hill. I mean, it's just uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite breath pattern there is because it's so powerful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question. When it comes to breath work, uh, uh, it could be Erickson Gracie uh, breathing method or the Wim Hof breathing method. Uh, what can we do to hold our uh, breath for longer? Ooh. So uh, if you want to hold your breath for longer, there's essentially two factors. One of them is your CO2 level. So you can drop your CO2 level if you want to by over breathing significantly and then uh, and then you can hold your breath for longer you can also build your co2 tolerance but that takes uh, it's very slow moving and that takes uh time to do that so uh so a little bit of both you know doing some breath holds every single day just some sort of breath holds particularly if you have any sinus issues so this is a, a neat test that you guys could do at home too um patrick McEwen of oxygen advantage teaches a way to clear up your sinuses and it's absolutely fascinating. You probably read this in the, or heard this in the breath uh, interview yeah. with James Nestor. You remember this one? And so you, you pinch your nose, you hold your breath, but I'll give you guys one more is uh, you, if you can hold your breath for about a minute, then that is a, uh, usually a high urge to breathe. If you haven't over done, done any hyperventilation beforehand. So if you just sit there calmly in a dead silent room and hold your breath and do fast 20 counts in your head, and try and get to like your third or fourth fast 20 count, what you're gonna find out. Now you're not moving at all, you're dead silent, you're not moving. You're gonna hear suction cups. You're gonna start to hear your sinuses clear up. And you're gonna, then you'll start to hear, you keep holding, you're gonna start to hear suction cups in your ears. So your whole, everything is gonna start to clear up. All the blood flow is gonna uh, go resolve from that erectile tissue. And then now you're breathing clearer again, which is super cool. So uh, that's a fun way to get started in any breathing practice. And then, uh, and then you, you, you pick what is most comfortable, what tool is going to be best for you in the moment. And then, uh, and then now you have a, a breathing practice. Yeah. Uh, how can we fight the monkey mind in our head? Because that, that plays a huge role Ooh. when it comes to breath work. So uh, it's impossible to, uh, you know, if you think about Sadhguru is one of my favorite guys. And they said, if you think about, if I say elephants, you can't not, you can't not think about elephants because that's what we just talked about. So you can't, you can't fight it. So instead we'll work with it. And when you work with it, uh, just like we were talking about the Wim Hof stuff gets you out of your pre your frontal cortex, you can literally physically change the brain activity so uh if you know that and you are preparing for something that would the monkey mind would would sort of get in the way in that case right like uh what's what's a good example well meditation is a perfect example right if you want to sit calmly for a while uh if your monkey mind's soaring 
it's, 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 it might be hard to sit calmly for a mile. You're, you're worried about all these other things. So you do some significant breath work. You start to get dizzy, right? You felt it before you get dizzy, but what is dizziness? Well, dizziness is a layer of consciousness between conscious and unconscious, but also it's a disassociation. That's what dizziness is. You are here. I'm here now with you. If I hyperventilate, then I start to get dizzy. Then I essentially start to leave you a little bit. I'm disassociating from this, this activity that we're in. I may even need to put my hands down because I feel so dizzy. But so that's very powerful. What's happening is that dizziness is a disassociation which relieves my connection to outside influences, right? So now uh, I am actually having more activity near the brainstem because now we're, we're starting to get in this fight or flight mode from the hyperventilation. And all of a sudden, because of that more activity, now I have more focus on what's going on inside my body. So monkey mind is usually associated with outside influences. Your, your monkey mind's not racing about, you know, uh, how your, your fluid movement is in your body. It's not like focusing on, on yourself. But what happens when we do this stuff and you follow the, uh, any of these protocols, then all of a sudden the outside influences activity starts to diminish and, uh, and you've got all this activity on the inside near the brainstem. So now I can start to feel my heartbeat. Now I can start to feel my nervous system. I can start to feel what's twitching and what's not twitching and where's electricity moving through my body if I'm doing significant breath work and I really got myself in uh, kind of a little dose of fight or flight. So, uh, so that's it, my friend. Uh, don't worry about the monkey mind. You follow these mechanical steps. And we know from DMT Quest, you had my friend John Chavez on. Um, we know we, we had brain scans several times now, even since then. That was just DMT Quest 1. There's stuff he's doing for DMT Quest 2 where we had uh, brain scans on a dozen of people. And uh, it's, it's, it's nearly unflawable that uh, you just follow the steps and this stuff works. And so there you go. Monkey mind's diminished. You can get to a good place where you're more creative. That's a, You can get a good place where you're more meditative. I mean, to me, meditation is the result. And I got this from Sadhguru, but the result of what you've done beforehand. So you do these things, you get into a meditative state. That's it. <laughs> you don't have to just sit there and try and get into a meditative state. No, you just do these things. You exercise a little bit. You do some breath work. You get over your fluids moving. And then, and here you are. Now you're in this meditative state, and it's glorious. And you sit there for as long as you like, you know? Speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of DMT quest, uh, have yeah. you had a, a dreamy psychedelic experience as a result of breath work? So, yes, and I think that's probably why they reached out to me is because breathwork is very, uh, I have significant uh, visuals when I get it, and I'll just describe it for you guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple to me. I have meditated since I was a kid, not intentionally, but because I was a lonely kid and, uh, and I single parent raising me and I just live with my grandparents and I got to stare at walls a lot. <laughs> okay, so this wasn't intentional. But I learned how to really manipulate my mind and, and be very calm and, and, and sort of uh, uh, really tune in to this frequency of meditation, you might say. And, uh, and so what happens when you do breath work? So now I close my eyes. I don't see much. I see, a, you know, just a tiny, a tiny frequency. You see it, too. I think we all see it, particularly if you don't see it. You put a little pressure on your eyeballs and then you're going to see this frequency that's a little bit faster than your heartbeat. 
right? Yeah. And then uh, it's it's just like yeah, right. I mean, you you felt it before. It's it's just this this uh, energy and not energy is all it is. I don't even call it colors. It's just mm -hmm. like a flash and not flash, and it flashes. So uh, once you start doing breath work and you get into this real calm state, you do it. You know, about six minutes is when it starts to happen. Then when your eyes with my eyes closed, I start to see uh, shapes start to, to waft into play like a clouds moving like a sky moving and fast forward almost mm -hmm. and then the shapes start to become recognizable shapes just like clouds would you stare on long enough and then the rec recognizable shapes will start to tell a story almost like a cartoon and you can just sit there and if you stay in this state you you watch the cartoon and take in the data and i don't really even uh uh try to interpret it i just sort of sit there in awe as these creative ideas flow through and uh and if i am if I have a creative problem that I'm trying to solve, then oftentimes I'll have some sort of uh, revelation in those moments if I focus on on you know just trying to uh, a problem. So, is that a psychedelic state? I mean, it's it's I would say it's close to as good as one, <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, quite a bit more controllable, and you can snap out of it as quick as you need. And so that's uh, the sensations and the the uh, journeys that I go on when I do breath work. Mm. Uh, you're a Wim Hof uh, breathwork coach, you're a black belt jujitsu instructor, and in addition to that, you're also an ice bath coach. Uh, so, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, COVID, everybody's locked up inside and we can't go anywhere. And I started to get people asking me, telling me, like, hey, I liked what we did before. Uh, my wife wants to take a nice bath or whatever. And uh, can you coach her through it? And I was like, yeah, okay. And so we, they'd pop on FaceTime or whatever video, Zoom, and then uh, hold me up there. And like, I would just uh, give them some suggestions. And again, I'm very, very technical. I think I'm probably the most technical about the, one of the most technical about this stuff because I just took my love for martial arts and my uh, thought press process behind martial arts and applied it to the Wim Hof stuff. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like you follow these techniques and there's these little nuances, just like martial arts, where uh, is the, the whether it works or not is whether or not you, you focused on this little nuance. So you gotta be real particular about it if you want it to work every single time and it does work every single time. So I, I help people out. They, they hop in the ice bath, we use breath work, we use inner thoracic pressure. That's really important. When you take a full breath in, when you create a denser air pressure inside, you're doing some amazing stuff and you're actually pushing blood to your extremities. So now you're manipulating blood flow. And uh, so not only are you getting out of the uh, your head a little bit with that inner thoracic pressure, because that also relaxes cerebral blood flow, but you're also pushing blood to your extremities. And uh, it's just, just magic when you're in there. And if you can get calm within 45 seconds or a minute, then uh, you really understand your own true power because you're just sitting in an ice bath cold as can be, but uh, emotionally disattached from the pain. And then it's almost like the pain's on a shelf somewhere. And there it is. And you're looking at it, and you're like, wow, that's, it looks like that would really hurt. And that's you, but you don't have to be emotional about it, which is fascinating. How do we prepare for a nice birth? Mm. A few cold showers wouldn't hurt, but oftentimes an ice bath is more and is, is easier than a cold shower because your, your shower's hitting you in different places and you're moving around in it. Um, you use some breath work 
again, to change your mental state mechanically. And now all of a sudden you've primed your nervous system up a little bit. So just like you'd warm up before you're going to do some intense exercise, well, you warm up your nervous system before you're about to knock it into fight or flight by hopping in an ice bath. So now you're warm, your nervous system's warmed up. You relax a little bit after you calm it back down. And now it's going to be more receptive or it's going to be easier to uh, make that change from full sympathetic mode, which happens for a moment when you get in, and then to like a more parasympathetic, calmer mode. Mm. And, uh, and then I would say, you know, you got to override the breathing process after you've uh, hopped in the ice bath. So the breathing process wants you to really hyperventilate. Uh, and then you got to override it, breathe a little bit longer. I've got a full pattern that you can latch on to. Again, just to give the monkey mind something to do. And then you can get through it. And then as soon as you get calm, that's when you got to be careful. Once you get calm, because you could be in there for uh, five minutes, 10 minutes. I think we should probably be able to do our own birthday in minutes. I'm 45. I'm going to do a 45 minute ice bath coming up soon. Uh, and you can do that. You can do it with breath work. You can manipulate your blood flow. You can stay in there. You can you can do it and make it feel good. But then the warm up period is the hard part. <laughs> so your first ice baths, keep the the uh, ice bath to two or three minutes max, you know, depending on how warm it is outside. And then let yourself heat up naturally so that you can kind of feel what it's like when the cold blood from your extremities mixes with the warm blood from your core. And it feels like you're you dry off. But you if you're still uh, uh, fresh from an ice bath, you feel wet. You feel like it's trickling, like something's trickling down your shoulders and stuff. And that's an interoceptive connection to blood flow. All of a sudden you can feel your blood flow, which is amazing because of the temperature change. So uh, knowing all those things. Do a short ice bath, but but prime yourself up with some breath work first. Override the breathing process uh, in the middle. And then lastly, uh, what I see, the mistake I see people do is, uh, particularly people that are good at this stuff, they get in ice baths, you've seen them, and then they start almost giving an interview and telling you about it. And it seems like it almost doesn't affect them at all. And I think, man, what a shame. You are just wasting the best part of the, the, the that intense experience you are just masking it and you're you're pretending like it's not happening and uh and it is happening so i would say embrace that first few moments when you get in and breathe uh, uh you know allow your body to kind of breathe the way it wants and then and then change the override the process but really feel that intensity and if you're not man you're 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 wasting it <laughs> and then get calm and then give us your interview or your tips or whatever people are, you know, when you're talking in an ice bath. But um, that those are all some of my favorite ice bath uh, tips. I mean, I can't imagine ever getting into an ice bath because I live in a place that's extremely humid. And uh, <laughs> oh, my God, like I, I've never seen I've never even seen the snow. So, yeah, no. yeah so, so getting into so an ice bath. Doing there? Sorry. <laughs> Who's doing them there? Do you have somebody who's who's hosting ice baths over there? Uh, I I don't think so. I have a couple of I have I know a few people in India who have done ice baths, and I probably yeah. have to ask more information as to where exactly they've done it because I yeah. I can't imagine people in a humid place like India doing ice baths because we are not used to the cold at all. I know. Well, yeah, uh, you, you'd probably really enjoy it because you yeah. get so hot. 
um it would be yeah it would be a significant experience uh yeah mm-hmm. that'd be fun maybe maybe i'll come over there someday i'm a good friend who goes to india often uh once a year and does a bunch of jujitsu seminars that would be fun i'd love yeah. to get over there and share especially in warm climates it's so fun in warm climates it's easier you know hmm. okay <laughs> yeah okay yeah so you do so many things i mean ice bath coaching wim hof breathwork jujitsu and you've been doing it for many years now how do you stay so motivated Ooh. So the stuff that I do seems like stuff that the stuff that I teach is stuff that we should have learned when we were a kid, mm-hmm. you know, how to clear up your sinuses, how to feel better when you have uh, allergies, um, how to sleep better. I mean, this, this would change. You learn this when you're a kid, this changes the trajectory of your entire life. Because if you didn't sleep well, man, you, you, you didn't do well in high school. You didn't do well in high school. You didn't even go to the college that you could have gone to. You didn't, you know. Um, so I almost feel an obligation to share this stuff. I feel slightly insulted. Not that it was uh, anyone's fault, you know, my mom's or, or, or my uh, family's fault that I didn't learn this stuff. But I feel slightly insulted that humanity in general doesn't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just when when we're talking about uh, athletic performance mm-hmm. and you start with uh, how you're eating, how you're sleeping, uh, your exercise program, when you start with all these things, none of those matter. In the moment, when you are folded up in a cage with your knees in your face because somebody's punching you, or if you're, if that's one example, but if you're exhausted from uh, uh, playing soccer, playing football, uh, playing tennis, if you're exhausted, nobody has an answer to that other than, well, let's change your regimen. How did you sleep? How did you eat? That stuff doesn't matter. I mean, it does, of course, but it doesn't matter in the moment. But breathing matters in the moment. That is the number one thing that's going to give you energy in the moment. And the fact that we aren't all sort of, talking about it and uh, giving this to kids as a tool uh, still kind of blows my mind and, and insults me a little bit. Um, so I teach, uh, I also coach soccer and I coach lacrosse and, uh, and I teach these guys, I teach them how to nose breathe when they're jogging at a pace on the field. And, uh, and I teach them how to forcefully exhale after they've sprinted and they're exhausted. And I teach them how to get their energy back. And now we're learning how uh, cold exposure to just your hands will cool your heart down and give you more energy in the middle of a game if you need to. So there's just, uh, uh, that's what keeps me motivated is that I feel like we are absolutely obligated as a species to know this number one thing that uh, energy is in the air, that breath work makes the rest work and you start there and then start changing up uh, you know, the rest of your habits, if, if you're looking for some sort of peak performance, but even if you're not, you know, if you're just, uh, uh, whatever you are, uh, if you're just a breather, <laughs> then, uh, if you can learn how to do it a little bit better, man, it's going to change your mood. It's going to make you happier. It's going to, you know, uh, uh, change your immune system. Holy smokes. We didn't even talk about the immune system and we've dialed in the immune system so good that, uh, I mean, if, if you follow these protocols, who knows if you ever get sick again and you can reduce information or reduce inflammation and uh, boost your adrenaline significantly and just feel great. 
uh, all the time. Even when you're not supposed to feel great, you can just add in these tools and it works and it's just uh, incredible. So there you go. Is that uh, motivation enough? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's it. I mean, that, that concludes this podcast. Thanks, Miles, for coming on The Labyrinth. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you sharing all the messages that you share. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm listening to some of your other podcasts and stuff, and it's just uh, super positive messages and, you know, absolutely fantastic work and uh, keep it up. And, uh, and I can't wait to, uh, to kind of be on this journey with you. And, and after you've done a thousand of these podcasts and uh, you, they can look back in the archives and I can be like, I was there one day <laughs> before it blew up, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. man. Thanks for coming you on. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Cheers to your listeners and friends. Thanks, guys.